I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co-owner of PurePleasureShop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame-free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to the the Shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Guess what? It's been a really super exciting week. Wah, wah, wah. Has it been exciting? I don't know. We lost our TikTok. Oh, that was not was that today? Yesterday. 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 So it was depressing. when you're listening to this is a week later, but we went we had a video that we posted that had within hours four hundred K likes or follows or whatever the fuck it is. And Views, then I think. all of a sudden dun, 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 gone. We were removed for violating their Honestly, it's violations are we're not naked. for nudity. There's explicit nope. content. We didn't do any of that, so we we appealed and we lost the appeal. Instantly. So you have to find our new TikTok. It's Shameless Sex Podcast. Yes, it's Shameless Sex Podcast. If you're not following us on TikTok, please do because we're trying to rebuild now from scratch. We've been putting a lot of time and energy into it. We have our Instagram at Shameless Sex Podcast as well. You can go find us there. But yeah, go please support us because we want to rebuild this and we put so much time and energy into it. And well, you know. The only reason we have these platforms, too, is so more folks can find shameless sex, meaning they can feel the uh, positivity around sexual education. And we are aiming to educate people. And some people want to see videos. They want to actually see our faces. They want to see the clips. And usually they're both informative, educational and kind of funny. So help us get that out there and go find our TikTok and press follow, though. Click follow. And that really helps us. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Thank you. We were promoting an event for a dear friend of ours in a place that we work out regularly in Santa Cruz. Work out at. We work out where? Oh, something that you said work at. Work out at. Hey, April. Uh, which way to the gun show? Right this way. April, uh, April, uh, do you have a bandaid? I'm cut. Or a needle and thread because I'm ripped. <laughs> Anyways, our friend Karina Reed, who is here in Santa Cruz, owns Fuel Fitness, uh, Fuel like Fuel, but Fitness with the PH. Uh, has an event going on called Ignite Change that is all about community, uh, working out, getting together, all hanging out, even some meditation, yoga. And it's been rained out and moved to October 2nd. And you can come and hang out and meet Shameless Sex there. Uh, I don't know if I can make it because I might be in Iceland, but April will be there and you can come and be like, hey, what's up? I don't think it'll be in Iceland on October 2nd. I think you're going to be in Germany. Oh, no, I'll be in Iceland. Oh, you will? Yeah, I'm I'm actually making my way from Iceland to Germany on that day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, I... Well, poor you, Amy. Amy and Amy. Amy would rather go to Iceland, come back for this event than go to Germany. But that's because it's a trade show and that's exhausting. So go to Fuel Fitness, again, with a PH for fitness to sign up for this event and they can go up there. Don't just give April hugs, though. You have to ask permission for hugs, but you can go. It's like a meet and greet for shameless sex. And if it rains again, I'm thankful for the rain. Honestly. Oh, my God. We, we needed, needed it. it so, so much. Awesome. So it was unfortunate that the event had to be rescheduled. However, 
October 2nd, 2022. If you're in Santa Cruz and you want to come hang out, let's do it. It's a it's a morning event, 9 to 12, I think. It's nine, yeah, 9 to 1. Okay. And I'll probably a, be there for like two hours. World so dance out. in the morning oh, and yeah. then a hit class. And then and it's all ages and all kinds. Of, yeah, it's, it's just, and Karina's a fucking Family badass. friendly. Okay, sex question time. Here we go. Okay, ready. Wow. Okay. My beautiful and lovely wife will not slow down when it's sexy time. Not only will she rush into penetration with little to no foreplay, but all she wants is the jackhammer. It feels great, but I can't last long enough. I just want to feel like I'm doing a good job and I want to make her happy and pleasured. But for me, I want to go slower than slow and then slower than that. Shameless sex tagline. They wrote that, by the way. But she is on the express train almost every time. So is there any advice or techniques for becoming half man, half jock hammer? I swear I saw this, but not before here. Because did they also use us- sexy time? Did they use that as well? I maybe. But this oh. is sent by through our Instagram that pay oh, our page. That's right. Us, okay. Our, in, yes. our social media person. That's why I, I was like, I've read this before, but not here. So usually when you send us sex questions, it has to go through our website. But there's the few, the rare one that will go through Instagram that will be like, we need to answer this. And someone I like else is this. regulating that. I like this question yeah. when it was um, asked and we were sent it. She wants a jackhammer. Yeah. She's that, not like, this is quite the he opposite. Keeps jackhammering me. She's like, I want, or, well, but he's saying, she wants the jackhammer and I want to, I want to go slower one to please her too. So I can continue the process and have a grand old So time. what are you thinking? I have a lot of thoughts about this one. Okay. So <clears throat> thought number one, number one, should I go negative or positive first? What do you think? I would start with the positive. All right. The positive first. So she likes jackhammering. She likes it hard. She knows how she likes to fuck. And this is how she likes to fuck. And it's, yeah, she's like, she knows she's just like my cervix and my vulva and all my bits are ready for this and give it to me hard now. And so the positive side, I also have a flip side. <laughs> and so she knows what she wants and your body is different. Your body needs more time. So this is your opportunity to say, I know that you know what you like and you like it hard and fast and quick. And you want me to pound you out like a jackhammer. Um, and I need a little more slowness before we go to that place. Or when we go to that place, I need uh, it, the ability to press pause. April's dog's humping her foot. Um, I need the ability. That's not consensual. Um, I need the ability to stop it. Stop it. To press pause and be like, can we slow down for a little bit? Because I can feel my orgasm coming on and I want to be able to hang out a little longer in pleasure town with you. And so, and this is what the advice we usually give from the opposite side often is now the one that's like, I don't want to be jackhammered to say, can we slow things down? But instead you're saying, I would, so you're having the conversation before it even happens. This is outside the bedroom. You're speaking for your needs, you know, and this is just your truth. And you're lovingly saying this. I'll gladly jackhammer you. And when I do, one, I might want to do more warm up or in, in slowness before. Um, two, when I do, I might press pause and slow down for a bit before I jackhammer you again so that I can like really tap into my body because I might be losing the control that I like. Now, you, do you want the not so shiny side? Sure. All right. Not so shiny side. She's saying she wants you to jackhammer her so she can get it over with. Give it to me fast, hard now and just get it done like I saw in porn or this is what I'm or maybe not get it over with. But this is how sex is supposed to look. Uh, This is what we're supposed to do. 
And so let's do it this way and hurry, fast, hard, pound me, pound me, pound me, pound me, pound me. Instead of saying, are you done yet? More like give it to me harder, faster. And so it could be coming from a place. And there's so many options here, right? A place of, well, if you jackhammer me, then I'm done having sex with you. And I'm not insulting you as a sexual person. I'll add to that in a quick second. Um, Or this is what I learned in porn. That's what you do. We jackhammer, right? That's what that's normal. It also could be that she actually does like Jack Hammer. That's what I'm saying. That's the positive. Yes. So, right. And I understand sometimes where maybe it's not getting it over with, but sometimes, sometimes it's it is, though. Hot. I know I know people that do that, though. Absolutely. I, I have done that in, in, past, in the past when I wasn't connected to my sexuality. However, if that is something that gets her off, maybe she really does. Maybe it it could be there's so many different because it's sexuality so it could shift all the time and maybe there's something about the way that his performance is when they're jackhammering and that she really is fucking turned on by right or it's hitting the right spots like there's i mean there's we're all so different but if this person that's asking the question isn't feeling like they're turned on or they're not getting their fill because they're trying to honor their partner a lot of the time then that is a whole different scenario that needs to be worked on well and that's and that speaks to their question advice on how to be half man and half jackhammer is to speak to your needs which is the advice we tell pretty much everyone actually <laughs> for any sex question of all genders and, and bits doesn't matter what genitals you're walking um, is to speak to your needs your desires to what's working what's not working what you want more of what you want less of in a loving way without pointing fingers and being blaming and also taking accountability for how you can do better and being open to listening to their perspective you know okay so to your partner I noticed that when we have sex, you really like it when I just pound you out. I love, or as April would say, bang it out. And what about that feels really good to you? You know, like what's happening for you and your body? Here's my experience. I feel like I would like to drag that out and I come faster than I'd like to. So can we figure out a way for me to say something or to press pause or whatever to drag that out a little more and get curious about it? Because it sounds like you don't exactly know what their experience is of why they like the jackhammer in the first place. And you're desiring something a little different so you can have more connection time. If it is, and I'll just end it with this, if it is that they just are like, I don't know, I just want to get it over with, which I'm hoping isn't the case, but that happens. Then that's more like, okay, now how can I learn to pleasure you more so that sex is actually enjoyable you mean the for person you? that... Which, Her, so he's learned... If she says, yeah, so actually I just want you to pound it out so I can be done, and she, which happens. Which if she really admitted that, that would be... A lot of people really cool thing for her to admit. Well, a lot of people be adapted. They don't admit it. They just say, are you done yet? Yeah. That's what they usually, are you done yet? And so, which is checking their watch. Yeah. They're like, all right, I got things to do. 544. But if, but if she's like, I just want you to get it over with and it looks like it's fun for you and I'm having a good time. So it's all good. Then it's more like, okay, well, how can we figure out ways that I can pleasure you reading erotica? Yeah. And which is, uh, this episode, this episode right here with, uh, yeah, Lola and Lola cat. Um, there's lots of options on the table. So yes, you can, you can be half man or human and half jackhammer, but it's a conversation to have with your partner. It is. All right. Ready for a bio? Bio me, biacha. Lola Cat Yonder is a sex positive body positivity advocate and sensual storyteller. She grew up in the adult industry with 13 plus years as a sensual product consultant, small business marketing director, and content creator for luxury adult retail, along with five 
or more years of experience as a sensual voice performer. Her mantra is style, makeup, and masturbation in the pursuit of self-love, intimate connections, and positive mental health. To learn more, visit Lola Cat Yonder. That's L-O-L-A-K-A-T Yonder.com. All right, everyone, it is interview time, and we are here to talk about dirty talk. Now, over here at Shameless Sex, we often say sexy talk or erotic talk, or what else do we say, April? Uh, it's... Do you say, we want to make sexy? Sexy talk. It's, uh, <laughs> it's sexy time talk. Sexy time or talk. Or it's naughty talk. Naughty. So, But then there's dirty and naughty, and there's all these reasons why. It's, it's filthy. It's filthy. It's nasty. It's taboo. It's bad, but it's so bad that it's good. It's like a pig that rolled in the mud. Mm, uh, wrong <laughs> analogy. Um, And we've had a number of people. I want to say a number. I feel like it's more, you know, and this isn't like two or three. It's a lot of emails from people that are like, how do I invoke my voice in the bedroom how do i start to do dirty talk whether it's i ask my partner for more of it or i embody it because my partner's asking for it it makes me really nervous uncomfortable so we are here with sexpert lola cat to talk all about dirty talk and if you're not watching right now just so you know uh, number one, we have a video on YouTube. You can watch this actual seeing our voices our, and our faces all combined seeing our voices. in one picture. Uh, we also have an Instagram account uh, where we have clips. And then we have a TikTok and we got kicked off TikTok, but we have a new one. So go follow us, go follow us and see some clips from this. So anyways, blah, blah, blah. Let's get back to dirty talk with sexpert Lola Cat. So Lola Cat, my dear sexpert friend, uh, we met at Sex Geek Summer Camp. Yes, we please. Did. Yes, please. This year, right? This yeah, year. this year we nice. did. Yeah, June, June 2022. Yeah, June, I was like, you need to come on the podcast. So <laughs> can you please tell our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality? Sure, it'd be my pleasure. So first of all, it was super cool and unexpected to meet you at the um, the Sex Geek Summer Camp. That was my first time going and you were part of what made it so great. And it is Woo! an incredible honor oh, to be here. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna so there's, like, there's so many like confluenced things that kind of led me to where I am today, but I know I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, and they're personal and they're professional, but I always like to reference, even if you haven't read the book, most people have heard of it. Like all I need to know, I learned in kindergarten, not that I learned about sex in kindergarten, but I saw like who framed Roger Rabbit in kindergarten, um, and absolutely worship Jessica Rabbit. Um, and I didn't have the words for it then, but just seeing her, it was like, you know, I want to be a librarian when I grow up. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a dentist. I want to be a Jessica Rabbit when I grow up. Like that was my life's ambition in like kindergarten. <laughs> um, so, so many of the things that I've done, whether it's like she has a wicked sense of style, she has a sultry voice by um, Kathleen Turner, who's an incredible actress. Um, and she just embodies this incredible, like sexy, sultry force. She owns her sexuality. And I didn't have the words for it back then, but I was like, that, I want that. And going through school, like I took theater classes and I took um, acting and, and voice classes for like singing and everything, but they all kind of went towards this goal. And at the same time, I'm, you know, singing through church and having all these typical forces, like a lot of women identifying people, feminine identifying people, both the havers say that they grow up with a lot of shame and a lot of that comes from, you know, religious influence. So I'm growing up in this super, I don't know, religious, wasp, white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant place. Fast forward to college, 
I didn't know that like sex educator was a major, sexuality was a major. So I just kind of picked psychology because I knew that I wanted to help people. Age 19, I got into a paid internship about uh, maintaining intimacy in computer-mediated settings. Right? It's a mouthful. We're going to need to learn more about that <laughs> because I have no idea. Yeah. But I like right? It. So it's like a lot of words for basically saying all these long-distance and electronic platforms that we use in order to bridge the distance, whether your partner's out of the house or your mom's back home and you're in college and you're just trying to bridge that distance, whether you're texting or back then AIM was big or MSN chat or you know Facebook Messenger or, or Facebook, all of those are examples of computer-mediated media. Uh, computer-mediated communication that bridges that gap and helps us maintain intimacy. And it doesn't have to be sexual intimacy. It's just maintaining the closeness of that relationship container. So I was chosen for this really small like psychology paid internship, and I was researching just different kind of platforms and mediums. And I stumbled on this article about Second Life, um, which was this massive multiplayer online game that was basically The Sims. Does everybody know what The Sims yes. is? Yes. I, mean, I used to love The Sims. Yes. That's yeah. where you create your own city, right? When yeah. You and like things. the families and cities you create, and all like, things. People, you could be the mom, you could be the dad, yeah. you could be the it's kid. like life expanded. Cheated. Yeah. And I was like, more Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail, <laughs> and um, Oregon. And oh my God. On the old piece. Of, the, yeah. the, <laughs> I mean, I was that era as well, but I, I was Sims, thought, but I do know Sims. Sims I was thought it was like the board game Life Expanded where you got to create like this whole, digital, this whole yeah. other digital life. life. And you were kind of like, like God to these people. Like you, they go to the bathroom when you say when, they go to parties, you say when, they go socialize when you say when. Wait, can so we make like, them have sex with sex? <laughs> they, they go have woohoo. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, like Homer Simpson, when you say when, sorry, the modality or the appearance of the game was very much Sims. Like you designed your own avatar. You could be whatever skin color. You could be a furry if you want. You could have whatever colored or textured hair, um, any ethnicity. And then it was basically Second Life was originally designed for universities to bridge the distance for distance learning. So if they had like exchange students or something like that in Panama, but they're at NYU or something, it was a different way for them to teach distance learning that wasn't just Zoom before Zoom or Skype was big back then. They could, the professor could embody this super cool avatar with a blazer or whatever and teach with like a digital projection screen behind them. And they'd have a whole lecture hall, but it's made up of like a dinosaur person and Beyonce and, you know, Shakira, Shakira. And they're just like, they're showing up to classes or coolest selves. It was basically meta before meta was a thing. Mm. Like what they're trying to build meta to be. And they're telling everybody in these Facebook advertisings, like you can be whoever you want to be, even if that's a dinosaur, <laughs> like <laughs> you could do that in second life. So I thought like I could learn best about the platform by doing, I end up going on there and it's a departure from where it started instead of like being these distance learning communities and portals of little Sims people where you're not God to the character, you're actually embodying the character, whatever you say into your headset, like the characters lip syncing too. Um, you have all these portals with a search engine that say like, I want to look up distance learning communities. I want to look up shooting the shit with philosophy. And I was obsessed again, bringing it back to Jessica Rabbit with voice acting. So I was like, I want to look up voice acting. And I look up voice acting while like studying for school for psychology. And I find this heading that's like, voice escorts wanted. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> what's that? And um, maybe I just, I didn't know, or maybe I was so naive, I chose not to know. But I click on this, I have this whole character, I go into uh, this portal, and it's basically a virtual dance club. 
like before VR happens, there's like leather couches and they're in a semicircle and they're surrounding these giant poles and there's virtual girls and there's dancing on these poles. And I'm like, this doesn't look like voicing cartoons. Like, what is this? And my mic is open and all these people are here and I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so cool. I don't know like if this is your side business, but I really want to get into voicing video games and cartoons and I'm here for a college class and I um, sing at church on Sundays and I love like Disney princess songs and whatever. I was really killing the vibe because this was basically an <laughs> online sim stripper like, like brothel I, club. I like yeah. singing in church. I want to sing play too. <laughs> Seriously, no. So I was like, I work on my voice and I think I'm really good at it because I sing in church every Sunday and I like lead worship and Disney's my favorite. I can show you the world. And they're all like, yeah, show me that pussy. And I'm like, I don't understand. I can show you the world. <laughs> Like, so you were like, I'm going to, did you want to do voice, voice, um, kind of, what is it called? Voiceovers on. Yeah. I wanted to do like voiceovers or like anime or just like video games, like world of Warcraft. Like I wanted to do very chaste, like PG 13 PG, like voiceovers. Like that was my dream growing up was just to, to voice something and then be able to show my friends and be like, look, I'm a super anime girl. And like, I don't know if my tits are bigger or hers are, but, or I'm little mermaid. Exactly. So, but. But then you became a voice escort, escort right? Yeah. So this is a phone sex operator through all of this, correct? In, in this like Sims environment where you are the Sim, you are one <laughs> with the Sim. So like I'm, I'm, I'm chatting my head off and then the owner actually approaches me and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know the first thing about your business. I'm so sorry. I'm killing the vibe. And she's like, no, a bunch of people DM'd me and I actually want to hire you. Cause we don't have like the naive schoolgirl character yet. And I was like, I don't understand what goes on here. And she was like, people have voice sex with each other. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> How I'm old are you at this time? I was 19. Okay. Is this, like, so is this also set the scene? So Sims, is this, uh, when there were still landlines or is this cellular device <laughs> connections? Oh I, no, my God. I'm, I'm no, real. this is like, 2008, 2000. Okay. Oh, because they're still around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we have, we have Wi Fi and stuff, but VOIP, voice over internet protocol, like the headsets and stuff is just becoming a thing. Like, Skype is just becoming a thing. And, like, okay. you know, I feel like webcam, not just performers, but like camming for your significant other is just beginning to come a thing at this time. It's like all pretty new and novel. So at that time, like if you got into voice escort stuff, you could literally just moan into a mic and people would be excited for it. Like there was no agenda. It was just like moan for me. Um, easy. So, so they offer me a job as like a hostess to kind of break me in. Cause I'm like, I'm really not here for that. This is a happy accident. Like y'all are super cool, but I could never do that. She's like, well, you could be a hostess. You could be like bringing people in and, and, and t- chatting them up before they go into the isolated chat rooms to have voice sex and just making sure that they're comfortable so they can get their money's worth. And I'm like, cool. We're all talking in this like public channel where everybody's talking in, you know, an open voice chat room. And this guy DMs me and he's like, so you've never done this before. And I'm like, no. And he's like, I will give you $150 to just moan into a microphone or a headset for 15 minutes. No, that's pretty good uh, money right there. I'm 19 years old. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm now in my local library. I'm like... $150 for 15 minutes. Like there's no cam. Right. And he's like, yeah, there's no cam. I just, I want to be your first. I want to know that I'm your first. I'm like, but just like voice. Right. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, cool. And I moan for 15 minutes and the PayPal payment comes through. It's legit. And I'm just like, this is something I could do. (laughs) That's good money right there. Right. 
Yeah. So it, wow. it was like a happy accident, but I continued to do that from ages 19 to 25, I think. And like, that was kind of a one-time thing just to kind of break it in. But I mean, people were making an average of like $32 an hour. It's, it's good money. And I became really knowledgeable about toys during that time because the people who perform the best are also, you know, like enacting the motions and the interactions on themselves while they're making these noises over the mic or over the headset. Um, and so that really opens up my world to, you know, toys and therefore like sexuality as an interest and as a profession. When I finally graduated college, um, I was just looking for some, you know, entry level jobs uh, and I was striking out interview after interview after interview for whatever reason. My parents this entire time knew that I was like doing this, but it was like, it's after dark. Like these are the rules of the house, Lola. It must be after dark. It must be after we're asleep. We are heavy sleepers. We don't want to hear you doing this, but at least if we know you're doing this under our roof by yourself, you're not contracting STIs. You're mitigating risk. You're mitigating harm. It might be a little bit weird and like, we really don't want to hear it, but we would rather you do this under our roof than like fuck a bunch of people. Nothing wrong with fucking a bunch of people, but this was like how I grew into sexuality. And the time came to move on and try something new. And my mom was like, pick a job, any job, like any job would be just like preferable that we could talk about it so that you're not doing this anymore. And I ended up wandering into a sex toy store, an upscale sex toy store outside of Philadelphia and like asking a million questions for two hours and then scoring an interview with them and then talking about my experience as a voice escort for two hours and then like scoring the job on the spot. And then coming home to my mom and being like, I got a job. And she was like, what, where? And I was like, a video store. And she was like, blockbusters don't exist anymore. What video store? And I was like, a dirty video store. <laughs> like, oh. like pornography? You're like, what? Did she think you were, um, what do you call it? Uh, peddling smut? Smut peddler. Smut peddler. Oh, yeah. That runs in my DNA. My grandpa was a smut peddler. And then my mom so and much. I started selling sex toys. It runs in our G. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour? where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment. Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, 
let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you, you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> okay, so, because we are getting... This is your intro, and and before, and I, I want to just get clear about something. Mm-hmm. You went from ner- the nerdy talk kind of, so mm-hmm. to being a voice escort, and we're mm-hmm. going to talk about dirty talk. That's what this show is about, and what that is, because that is an art form. Uh, however, before that, so you worked in this because you're a, you're a sex educator, and that's how you met Amy through mm-hmm. the sex education realm. But so, did you go from kind of this voice escorting? biz to working in the sex shop and then missing the dirty talk portion or was this something that you went to and kind of combined the like I'm going to stick this big giant handheld sex toy in your (laughs) butt right now (laughs) and I work there sometimes if you don't know the store was it like that or what (sighs) tell me more I want to know there's not there's a question underlying in there yes yeah (laughs) right like paint me a picture Lola like please I want more we like paintings yeah (laughs) right no um so I just I think I just wanted something that would be more regular because you make $32 an hour you know you can being a voice escort Um, But it's not consistent. It's just when you get clients. And so I started working at the toy store. The two didn't necessarily mix, but I did teach workshops at the toy store as a community sex educator, ladies nights, couples nights about like erotic communication, erotic talk, sexy talk, talking dirty. Um, So it wasn't necessarily when I was peddling the wares like during the day, but like my night Batman job might be, you know, that might be part of my sex educator job and leading workshops. So it was kind of a happy marriage of the two. Um, and I ended up working at that store actually for a year, eight years um, and training their new hires wow. and developing their infomercials for late night television for the, the tri-state area. So it was Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and I think a bit of Maryland. And I was You're going like, to have to quiz me after because I feel like I know who it is. But yeah, after I know that, me too. I was like, so April knows Because this, we've be been later. in this industry off, for so off long. Air, we'll off, be, air. off air, we'll do a quiz because yeah. I want right. to know. I'm like, yeah. ooh, I'm putting Check all it. the pieces together. And <laughs> yeah. it's sexual investigation. Mm-hmm. But I've, tr- I've dipped my toes into so many arenas in the sexuality industry, but it usually comes back to, again, erotic talk, erotic communication, um, and just that like wanting to embody my inner Jessica rabbit and just that like sultry Fox and teaching other people to discover kind of the inner goddess, the inner, inner God, inner like sizzle in them as well, who may be new to that or just off put by that, or just be like, could I ever do that? And I was like, baby, you know, yes, you can.
can, if you have the desire to, like you absolutely can. Um, and so that's part of what I do as a sex age educator and a coach. If someone books a session with me or the workshops that I teach, that's something that I can, I can help them with. Um, and another part of my job really quick, both at the store and also as a hostess for that virtual voice club was we would have smut slam nights. Um, we would have like erotic story nights. So for people who were new to dirty talk and they don't necessarily want that one-on-one -on -one or even virtual orgy experience with a bunch of voice escorts, um, just hearing someone who sounds like fairly attractive or compelling, you know, read from their favorite erotic storybook, um, like a chapter at a time or a favorite steamy scene. And then people could like tip you for the experience and then book you later one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I still really love to do uh, erotic stories and that'll be part of the hands-on exercises and tips that I'll give away you know, towards the end. Um, and I'll, I have a story kind of ready for you guys. It's less than two pages. So something that we can sample together on this podcast. So, okay, let's talk about dirty talk here because mm -hmm. there's a term we said in the beginning. So what exactly is dirty talk or whatever we're calling it these days? Like, how do you define that? Right. So I, I like to say dirty talk because like when, when you say that, people are like, oh, like that. Like it just, it kind of has that, I don't know, that spark to it. But if I were teaching like a course, once we actually get into the course, the workshop, I would probably use either sen sensual talk, sensual storytelling, or erotic communication, because there's really nothing dirty about it morally or otherwise. And your, your dirty talk or your erotic communication does not have to include words like, you know, slut or whore or, or just, you know, big daddy or pimp daddy or whatever. It doesn't have to be like the typical dirty words that we think of when we think of a sexual context, it's just erotic communication. So examples of that would be kind of, you know, during, during sex, if you're navigating verbally, you know, I love it when you, when you touch me here, I love it when you, you know, kiss my neck, it could be, what are you wearing? It could be, um, part of sexy role play. If you're dressed up as a sexy nurse or a sexy schoolgirl, or, you know, um, powerful CEO versus naughty babysitter. Um, but it's all of the things that we do to bridge that closeness that aren't just the touching and the moaning. I would say that's dirty talk. I would, like in a in a nutshell, there's so yeah. much more that we're going to expand on obviously through the interview, but that's kind of just like erotic communication, any words or sounds with intention that are exchanged that aren't just, you know, the moaning and the touching during the act of sex, foreplay, um, flirtation. I would say sexting also falls under that umbrella. Hmm. This is so this is what I wanted to touch on before I get into the next question because as I, as I mentioned a little, a few minutes ago, it is an art form and it can be so different when you're on a phone or on a video call of some sort, or you're text messaging someone than when you're person to person and human to human. And you're, you're wanting to drop in to some sexy talk or some, I love the term erotic communication because and even though that's so simplistically combined, it makes so much sense. And sometimes it can be erotic and maybe it's not turning you on, but it's turning the partner on. Uh, so my point is, is that when you bridge these gaps between the different variations of media versus in person, this physical connection, and we'll get into tips, but how do you get out of your head? I have problems and I'm, I'm part of shameless sex. And still sometimes I don't want to call it a problem, but I get in my head about it and I get nervous about, oh my God. And even if, even with my partner that I've been with forever, I'm like, oh God, I want to talk dirty, but I don't know what to, what to say. And, and sometimes I get to in my head. So what kind of things 
do you feel would be helpful for folks that are like me, or maybe they've never experienced any dirty talk, but like to hear it? Maybe they're reading erotica. Is there any suggestions for those folks that are that are like, like me? Like for the shy or the new? Yeah, the shy, the new, uncomfortable, the heady fucks like me. Definitely. So um, there's a couple of things I want to touch on to kind of give a bit of context. Um, you know, you can tell someone to do something, but it's kind of like you can give a person a fish or you can teach a person to fish. So I think having a little bit of context of why erotic communication can be important or helpful is a really great, great way to start. Um, and then we will, like, as we talked about tips and like how to get into it, that'll be our immediate next thing, unless we have another, you know, interim bit. But, um, I always like to think, you know, from my nerdy backgrounds that erotic communication is a tool in our toolbox, kind of like, when you're in school and you learn about different methods of learning, like some people are visual learners, some people are auditory learners. They So visual learners, they need to see it. Auditory learners, they need to hear it to really have an impact on new information. Um, or kinesthetic is like hands-on or I need to move through it. I'm really good at physical education, PE, dance class, whatever. Um, you know, in sex, you can be someone who really your body talks. So you're really good at the hands-on application. You're good with your hands. You're good with your fingers. You're good with like rocking with emotion in the ocean, but you may not be comfortable with the erotic communication and the spoken factor, but for your partner, or maybe even for yourself, like buried under all that self-consciousness, like this is just a learning style or another approach in that, like I would get more out of this experience and feel more connected if we engage in erotic communication because I'm an auditory learner and that's more affirming for me. Um, and that just helps me get more out of the intimacy in this experience. And then building off of that, I also like to draw it to love languages. There's all kinds of things that are kind of problematic about the original love language book because it's really centered around heterocentric marriage, but there's still some really great, you know, um, grains of wisdom in there. So you have like acts of service, like somebody feels more loved when you do, I don't know, a, a chore or a task for them. You have, like, Hey baby, I wash the dishes. <laughs> I wash the dishes. And just I wash them, I wash the car. Scrub them just so hard. They're so <laughs> clean. I filled up the gas tank last night. Gas is so <laughs> expensive. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> so acts of service. I might not be able to rattle these off all at once. Um, uh, and then yep, physical I touch, yeah. right? But words of affirmation is in there. Words of affirmation is my top love language. So erotic talk for me is that confluence of I am chiefly an auditory learner and I am chiefly a words of affirmation lover. Um, and just appreciating that maybe in yourself, like where that is on the pyramid of your love languages, where that is on the pyramid of either how you learn best or how you'd like to begin diversifying, like how you learn from each experience is helpful. And it might not just be in you. It could be in your partner or one of your partners, if you're poly. Um, so understanding first, like the application of it and how it can be helpful to you or your partner, I think is, is just a great way to, to outline that container and not make it feel inauthentic. Cause I think, um, April, a lot of the people who feel hesitant about dirty talk. It's because they feel like uncanny or phony or inauthentic. They're just like, I don't really want to say like inclusion harder or like mimic what I saw in the porn because it's not what I want in this moment. So as far as getting into it, I would say the easiest things that you can do in the moment are to breathe with intention because when you, you breathe again, your partner can match your breath, but also like my first experience with dirty talk, erotic communication, living under my parents' roof before I became like a, a voiceover artist or a voice escort, 
like my long distance boyfriend at like 17 into 18 into 19, like he didn't really do a lot of dirty talk, but he would just like, "Mm, mm, mm -hmm." and I, that to me is still part of erotic communication. You don't even have to put words to it. Or if you're affirming like the yes, 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 that you build up towards an orgasm or build that verbal urgency, like start there, start with breathing into it, humming into it, um, and building those intentions and that sense of desire and embodied urgency just with your breath and with your, you know, with your yes, with your words of affirmation, or even erotic communication also includes drawing, drawing boundaries as well. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that as well. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would touch on. I want to like open it up to you guys if you have questions. Well, I get so excited I, I, about I, that. I was going to ask the benefits of dirty talk, but I feel like we already understand yeah, that. Like covered it's it. you know, yeah, deeper connection lot. and mm-hmm. spi- it spices things up. And so something that came to mind for me is, you know, as someone who engages in dirty talk, gets really turned on by it, uh, prefers partners that uh, do a lot more than than me. And you could call me a dirty talk pillow p- princess, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I'm a dirty talk pillow queen. So, uh, and so, I, you know, I prefer my partners to say a lot and, and I will just give, make a lot of sounds that are authentic. So not like there's the whole there's the whole movement about like not making sounds that um, are not true to your actual arousal because, because it's confusing everyone. It's confusing your partners and it's confusing your body. And sometimes we get programmed by that from porn and all these things. So actually to get really clear on like, what is my body really feeling and how do I release the sounds or the words? But what I found for myself is my partner can say like a whole bunch of, sometimes actually, I've actually told my partner to shut the fuck up once. I was like, you're talking too much right now. You know, he's just like, oh, you like, oh yeah, naughty baby, little baby, girl. Baby, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do all these bad things to you. I'm going to stick in this hole and then this hole and You're make like, you do this thing and this thing. And I'm just like, uh, and I'm trying to like focus on my genitals, focusing on my genitals. And then I'll oh, be like, can, can you stop for a minute? Like, or, but yeah, keep so doing, you didn't doing. say shut the fuck up. You're like, no, hey. no, I was, but I was like just a little less. And he's like, okay, but we have this arrangement where, or understanding that our communication and we teach communication at shameless sex so often uh, where it's not just like, stop, you know, it's very, because a lot of people can't handle that, but my partner and I can, where one of us can just be like, yes, no, slow down, stop more of this, less of that without having to do what we call the shit sandwich, you know, like making all fancy and things. But what I found too, is I also can just say, you know, we, so we're having a sex session and he's doing like 80% of the dirty talk. And it doesn't mean he's talking the whole time, by the way. I'm just saying like any of the words or things, words beyond moaning that are coming out would be him. All I have to say is like a couple simple sentences. Like, you know, you want to get it in that pussy so bad, don't you? You know, something like that. And like, I did my dirty talk for the day. <laughs> like, That's good. You, know, you ticked yeah. it off. You yeah, it ticked it off. And I but I know him Tally. and I know that how that works for him. And so I just wanted to like I kind of highlight that uh that it, I mean it can be so many different things for so many different people. And you're speaking to love languages and and it, it ma- probably really matters on who we're in relationship with and what really speaks to us. Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like Uberlube. Uberlube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. Uberlube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending Uberlube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter, 
water, or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go-to, UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. UberLube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating, we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by OMGS.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you, I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show. So with all of that, Amy talking about Amy stories, I know you have a book there that you want to read a little chapter. I do actually. More, I a couple do. pages. And we'd Just... love a sample of what dirty talk might sound like other than Amy just saying, I know you want to stick it in my <laughs> Perfection. This kind of brings us into tips and I will read it in just a second. Um, but a great way if you're a complete newbie to dirty talk and you do want to be a more, bit more verbal about it, I do want to say like, I love what you did because again, erotic communication is intentional. Intentional doesn't have to be excessive or constant or frequent. It can just be a, a well-placed like, mm, yes, or like deeper, please, you know, just like that you're driving yourself forward just into more pleasure. It doesn't necessarily need to result in orgasm, but just you're driving yourself forward with the intention of, of enjoying it more deeply. Um, so I do love that. Uh, for people who maybe they do want to embody a character, they want to exercise that fantasy, a great way to make time for erotic communication is to set aside time and read erotic novels. And maybe to build that confidence, you read it to yourself first, by yourself, while your partner's out of the house, if you live together, and then invite them. Like people make time for date nights. People make time for movie nights or wine and pizza or, or sex nights or whatever. Maybe you just have like a pajama night where you're like, babe, I just read this book. It's fucking amazing. I got so wet reading this one chapter. Can I read it to you? And just like sit at opposite ends of the bed. You've taken a hot shower. You're super comfortable and see where that leads. You can also draw intentions and be like, no, don't touch me. Like I want you to want it. Let's wait till after. Or let's let this brew and percolate and see where it takes us the next time. We do intend to actually like make good on this physically. So for people who are trying to get into like a persona or exercise fantasy again, um, erotic novels are a great way to start. 
With that said, this is from The Big Bad Wolf, which is by Suleika Snyder. Um, I think this is a like a cop or a lawyer who is trying to defend someone who happens to be like a sexy werewolf. And I imagine like Wolverine from X-Men, like Hugh Jackman when he was That's younger. Awesome. Yes. Or <laughs> we can call it Wolverine. That's what we call Wolverine. Wolverine. Wolverine hasn't come out in a while. Halloween. Oh, yeah, Halloween. Okay. Anyways, anyway, not about us. <laughs> and they've had all this sexual tension building up where she's like, oh my God, you are so like aggro and aggressive and masculine and gritty and like a little bit like hairy in the right places. And I just... I kind of hate it because I'm sexually frustrated around you all the time. And they're like narrowly dodging death. I think they just got like shot at in a room and they like duck into an alley and they're still breathing hard from that experience. And she just looks at him and they're like, you know, we need to fuck right now. So that's just setting the, the scene for what I'm about to read. Well, yeah, of Let's course see. they need to fuck right now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, okay. Get into it. Joe, this time when she said his name, it was permission. And when she tilted her face up and kissed him, that was permission too. Permission. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love that's perfect. That's perfect. Let's we'll we'll that again wolf. in a second. Okay. My dog's oh my God. so that's good. My dog's awesome. so good. <laughs> we're, so, we're keep, you couldn't plan we're, that. We're keeping, keeping that. We're keeping it, that thing on. <laughs> put, it, put it on TikTok when you restart TikTok. Yeah. Oh put it my on Instagram God. when you... That's hilarious. Your dog's like, no sex today, mom. I do not see this message. Oh, man. It. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's like Let's dogs see if you outside. can do it with your dog barking in the background. That's a oh skill. My God. He let the dogs out. And we were just talking about werewolves, so it's perfect. It's like he yeah. just let it out like a little yeah. bit too soon. You let all the werewolf out just a little bit too soon. You cool, dog? Okay. cool? Because we're trying to I'm get our erotic on. We're okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. See, see if he does it again. The big bad sign. wolf is back. <laughs> the big bad wolf is here. Is here. Oh my God, we were doing so well. That's fine. No, no, this is perfect. It makes oh, it more entertaining. Water here. You better Just be like a little more reset, realistic here. We set the attitude. We, we got our <laughs> wild animals. I mean, we have our own wild beasts. Thankfully, these <laughs> animals can't hear them. Legend would be. Does your, does your dog ever give you the evil eye when you're having sex? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, he turns away from the sexual situation as far as he can and is like disappointed <laughs> in the whole situation he's evil like, from, uh, from like he won't no he won't evil back he of his won't head. look he's like oh i will mom. not watch yeah perry want, would love to be in the bed as close to us as possible while i have sex so he gets put in his uh, kennel and it's the only time he goes in a kennel but he will go right in there he knows and he can tell him the orgasms are over and like the party's over and he'll and then he instantly like within 10 seconds like, like I, you guys are done right so anyways <laughs> dogs we love dogs and all right back to erotica <laughs> attention to me, please. i'm like i'm like praying that they're not uh, that's okay this will be you know, this is part of it. it's werewolf shit so, so it's fine. I, I didn't even plan that but this was just yeah. something that i read recently that i absolutely adored and i was like all right but hey it's it's on it's in character so <laughs> i'm gonna start from the beginning all right sexy sexy lawyer with wolverine person <laughs> who happens to be a werewolf joe this time when she said his name it was permission and when she tilted her face up and kissed him that was permission too permission and a demand pushed by adrenaline and need and fear and things she would probably regret later. He wasn't going to regret them at all. Yes, ma'am, he said before he unbuckled his pants. It was hard and nasty and frantic, getting into her clothes, finding her wet, 
still smelling gun oil and smoke as he pressed her thighs apart and sank into her. He licked the corner of her mouth, tasted the blood of his own bitten lips instead of her beauty mark. It wasn't romantic. It wasn't kind. It was a rutting, knowing you were inches from dying. The only thing he could offer a woman anymore. And she took it. All of it. Tugging at his hair, his ears, going wild, crying and cussing him out and sinking her teeth into his throat, adding to the scars he could never count. They didn't fucking have time for this. They took it anyway, stole it, owned it, rubbing up all on each other, sticky and sweaty and dirty. He could feel her everywhere, even though they were both still mostly dressed, hear her breath and her heart and even the blood racing through her veins in pace with his. This beautiful, sexy woman keeping up with his wolf's hunger, the man's appetite. Joe had never quite had a fuck like this, one that felt like hours packed into a few filthy minutes. When she went over, it was like her whole body caught fire. So hot, melting. <laughs> That's his cum noise. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. Yeah, oh, like, oh, well, mom, oh, mom, 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 you're turning yeah, me on. Yeah, mom, oh, mom, oh, it's too much. Oh. Mom, it's too sexy. It's too hot in here. We're open a window. AC, AC. <laughs> I think that's that's perfect. I'm so Ooh. sorry. <laughs> that's great. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, we're all sweaty over here already. So right. uh. <laughs> if you liked this, this is the big bad wolf. It comes with dog noises. If you should read in the same room as your dog. It's yeah, kind of it, like one of those books that's like, E-I-E-I-O, and this is the sound of the cow. The cow goes moo. <laughs> Well, this so this makes, noise. what does bark, the fox bark, bark, say bark. is next. What does the fox say? What oh, does the fox oh, say? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, that's like classic porn. Oh, porn. man. No, right, anyways. You know, this is all the stuff when they break and cut and you don't see when they're resetting the scene and putting more lube on, on the oh, cock yeah. and on her pussy before they really ram it in there. It's like, that's, that's the stuff you cut out. This is the magic of yeah. shooting live. <laughs> Yeah. Well, okay. Are you wanting to finish any of that? Because I feel like we had a really great insight to not only sample how incredible you are with <laughs> arousing the senses. And your dog. And your dog. Thank you to your animal. <laughs> She's so turned on right now. I just feel like that's really... Because there is, there's, there's such a skill to your delivery and... If people want, so this is the thing. Okay. This is, this is where the question comes in. How can people who want to tap into that and engage in more dirty talk and you kind of touched on it, but they could pick up a book like this, mm -hmm. but if they want to do that, what kind of tips do you have or insight to how they can uh, drop into this role? And especially if their partners ask for that, what, what could they do? Well, and one thing I've heard uh, uh, from, I think on a show, maybe is it Amy Godman or Amy got something like that, Goodman, something like that. And so she was on her show and she was saying for people that if it's hard for you to verbalize, then just speak to what's present in your body. So your hands are on my nipples, your fingers in my hair, you're pulling my hair right now. And it feels really right. good. You know, and that was one tip that I was like, Oh, that sounds really helpful. So like, are there any other kind of like simplified tips other than reading erotica and practicing it that you would recommend? Yeah. So I, I really love what you just said, Amy. Um, I think everything that the Amy Goodman Gottman person that you were referencing, I know we, we didn't get a uh, hone in on her name is like what I like to call the sexy play by play. So 
I'm not a sports person, but, you know, I've watched exes and partners and, and siblings and whoever, you know, usually masculine presenting folk in front of the TV and they can't be at the game and they can't be playing the game for like, you know, football or whatever, but it's this whole event and they're there and there's the sportscaster and he's like, he's going into the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown, touchdown. And it's a way to like bring the fans into the game with them so they can feel the intensity of what's happening on the field. And so the sexy play-by-play is like, if you can't think of anything else to say, when you almost <laughs> listen to your inner Morgan Friedman <laughs> or Kathleen Turner or whatever, and you're like legendarily narrating what you're doing. So like Morgan Friedman, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Friedman is here. He's here for it. Like, uh, I'm just going to grab your face. I'm going to fucking kiss you so softly. Mm. You like that? You like that? What about... When I kiss your neck here or ooh, bring those breasts closer to me. I like that. Like you're, you're present and you're authentic because you're basically with a sexy play by play method, you're just vocalizing a stream of consciousness. I don't always aid in a bet like stubs substance um, before sex, but if it takes that the first couple of times, if you're open to having a glass of wine and just removing that, inhibition barrier that's like this is so stupid I sound so like phony and just be like it's not phony because this is what we're doing this is what I intend to do to you this is how I plan to fuck you this is like how far on the bed I want you to be this is how I like looking at you when you're on all fours that's not phony because you're literally saying everything as it happens and like I feel like superheroes get that kind of treatment in movies. So you're a fucking sexual legend superhero. You are your own sports caster. You are like narrating the action. So that's a really easy way to get into it, you know, breathing into it, um, reading. And also I'm an anxious person, right? So think of the method. I think it's called the five, four, three, two, one method. Like when you're having a panic attack, think of five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can feel, Mm -hmm. two things you can hear, one thing you can taste. Erotic talk is a grounding method. It's an anxiety grounding method. So when you are present and you're kind of narrating what you're doing and saying what you're doing as you're doing it, you're pushing out all that doubt because you're just here for the moment and your voice is here for the moment too, like encompassing that, embodying that and encouraging that. Um, So for me, actually getting good at erotic talk was a way to be like, it assuaged a lot of the insecurities I had about my body when I was younger. I'm a plus size woman. So I was like, I don't care that my tits are real and they're succumbing to gravity and they may be flopping a little bit asymmetrically. Like I'm sexy and I'm owning it and I'm owning you and this cock is mine and I want it fucking now, you know? So I think it's, again, it's a way to ground yourself in that experience to describe what's happening as it's happening and just to, to enjoy it. So we have, cause we've given a lot of information or you have, uh, and I think that is important information about how to deliver dirty talk. If you want to tap into that, whether you are, um, in a beginner intermediate or actually an expert like yourself, what if you are a person that desires dirty talk from a partner? Can are there are ways to cue them as a receiver? If you want those things, are there things that you can ask or how to prompt them per se? I want to say yes and no. Cause I just want to be fully honest about it. Like you can never control another person's behavior. You can definitely lead by example. You can express what your needs are and what your wants are and how you want them to be met. And I do think that erotic talk is kind of like 
an acquired taste for some people who might be hesitant about it who or who aren't typically verbal communicators in their daily lives. Um, something that I'm a bit a big advocate for is neurodiversity. And I'm ADHD and I've dated people who are either ADHD or, you know, on the autistic spectrum, high functioning, but they may just be nonverbal all the time. So I can encourage them. And the big breakthroughs that I see, it's like count your blessings, but I savor those moments are things like Amy described, just a very well-placed, like, oh, I feel it. You're going to come. You're going to come, aren't you? You're going to fucking come like so fucking hard. So usually what I see in those nonverbal individuals is kind of like an exclamation at the end of the sentence. And before that, it's just kind of breathing into it. And they, mm, yes, mm. Um, again, substance, whether you are 420 friendly or um, wine friendly or just a really relaxing bath, aromatherapy is another way to tap into that part of you if you don't want to abuse substances. But you can encourage it and make a pattern of it, set aside time for it, read books together, um, but not it's not for everyone. Now, one comfort, I guess, is they have these like wireless earbuds. I'm weird. I listen to my porn. I don't really watch it. Like 80% of the time I find a porn compilation that I really like the sound of, of people just like, it's like an orchestra of orgasms in my ears. And I found these like really cute, like wireless earbuds. I'm not wearing them now, but they just kind of go in my ear and they're made for sports. So I can jog with them in and they won't fall out. And I just say like, babe, today I want a little bit more audio stimulation. And I'll put those in and I'll put Dipsy on. You guys talk about Dipsy oh, all the time. So erotic stories. Dipsy. Or I'll put on my favorite porn. Um, and if I put on my favorite porn, it's kind of cool too because we have a smart TV. So we can simulcast it to the TV and he can like watch it and get like visually stimulated and I can get auditorily stimulated. Ooh, but if that's, that's too much, again, I can have Dipsy or something like that on my phone um, and, and have that presence and still have my needs met with the understanding that I'm being transparent. This is what I'm listening to. I am present for all the feelings and actions that you're doing. But I just, I desire a little bit more auditory stimulation than you've been able to give me lately. And this is just, it's going to put a bandaid on it or, you know, meet that need for right now. So I love that. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, Amy, because we have one last question. But I love that you are auditory. I am so auditory. I can watch porn that's so hot visually. But if they're not making noises right. enough for me, and this doesn't even have to be dirty talk, but I need and it can't always be one sided. I have to have all the parties involved making some sort of for me. And I'm talking about my turn on. And I don't know if anyone out there in the shameless sex listener land has that same experience. And I am so and we've talked about this before. And I've, I've turned off the visual part of porn and just listen. And I, and it's so hot and reading erotica to me, it doesn't necessarily always turn me on, but like the noises people make during sex is so hot. So I love that you just touched on that. That was badass. Because I kind of feel you. so happy. Yeah. I think I'd be the same as you in that, the, the auditory part or reading erotica. But if I, if I was just watching the images without sounds, I'd be like, just looks like some bodies doing some I things. Get bored. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, if we did like Jaya's whole erotic blueprints thing, I'm, I scored a zero on sexual. I'm a sexual person, but like just seeing, naked bodies doesn't really do much for me. I'm sorry. I need like the energy behind it. And I think auditorily, it gives you the energetic push or feeling or connection there. Um, so just two things. When I said Amy 
the person, the quote, it's, it's Amy Jo Goddard, by the way, is the person I was quoting. That was from 2018 or 19. It was a very old audio. Was awesome. Actually terrible. She was actually blown out on our yeah. end. So sorry. That was pre. If you go we back. Professional. But she, and I, and I don't even know if that was a topic there on that. I just have heard her say that. So I just want to give her credit for that. Um, and the other thing before I add, because now we, we want people to know how they can work with you, how they can follow you, how they can find you and stay connected to all things that are Lola, Lola Cat. Um, but we, you did comment before about the boundaries piece and how dirty talk can can be a part of boundaries. And I heard you, yeah. you did just kind of elaborate a little more on that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to add to that before we prompt you to, to let our listeners know how they can find you? Absolutely. So with, um, with boundaries and erotic communication, it's actually, I know not everybody else was there, but how I met Amy at sexy summer camp in June, 2022. Um, you know, I think we had, was it called the consent party or, or something like that? I was only there for one night and the, the night that I was there for was, mm-hmm. it, I don't even know if we were even like massage party because you know, there's we like different levels. Exercise and consent and oh, we know, it was the cuddle party. Cuddle, the cuddle party. That's what it was. Yes. The we're, party. were we in the same group? I think we were. Yes. I think we, we were. We were the ones that only yeah. wanted to lay down and be massaged and breathe yeah. <laughs> and like yes, and breathe. Hands and and then like... other people are in these cuddle puddles. Yeah. And oh my gosh, yes. You know, I loved our group. I was like, our group. Remember, we all said that? we're like, our group's the best. It was, it was so comfortable, <laughs> and it was like we had only known each other for a few days, and maybe like even just brush shoulders with each other. But it was so comfortable. But I, I bring that up because, um, you know, erotic talk is also learning to ask for what you want and what you don't want. So if somebody's you know, you're getting to the point, your hips are angled up, you know, and I I was listening to another podcast that you guys did and like jackhammering, for example, you have to be warmed up to receive that. Erotic talk can also be like, and you can do it in a sexy way. It doesn't have to be in a sexy way. I'm just the inner just grab it and me just like comes alive. But I'm basically like, Ooh, that feels good. But could we do it slower? Just a little bit slower, just a little bit slower, just a little bit slower. And just kind of like drawing them into your world and positively affirming the things that they're doing right, rather than like harping on the things that you don't like. So erotic communication and boundaries, if it's in the moment, is kind of the voice and redirect. Like Mm. this is happening, um, but I would really like it if you played with my nipples right now, like your hands are on my hips. Like, could you just play with my nipples a little bit? Or like, I would really love it if you sucked on my neck a little bit right now. So just voicing what you want to see happen with boundaries, like serious boundary conversations. I think that's something maybe that needs not all the time, but but it should be an ongoing conversation between sexy sessions And it can also be like for those in the kink community, when you're breaking down the scene, the aftercare, it's like, hey, that was really hot and you're a really great dom, but like maybe next time, like you spank the shit out of me, you could like kiss it better or like rub it a little bit or give me a little ice pack or a moist towel head or something. Um, So just affirming your needs in that way, whether it's in the moment or between scenes or just in the kitchen while helping each other, like wash and dry the dishes and having a perfectly comfortable conversation without that pressure. That's still erotic communication because it's still furthering the sexual goals that you have. Um, and I don't just mean orgasms, but just like what you want to get out of your sexual experiences. Mm. Maintaining your sexual agency mm-hmm. is Absolutely. exactly where it's at. So where can people that are listening out there, no matter if it's 2022 or maybe it's 2032 or whenever it is in the metaverse, how can they follow you, stay connected and find the immensity of information that you have uh, from Lola Cat? That's with a K, everyone, but you already know that. (laughs) 
Thanks so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. So easiest way to find me would be to go to my self-titled website, which is lolacatyonder.com. I do usually just go by Lola Cat, like it's Cher, it's one name. But Lola Cat Yonder is L-O-L-A-K-A-T-Y-O-N-D-E-R, like over yonder. So lolacatyonder.com. And then at the top, there will be like a bit link that will link you to all of my different socials. Super easy. And then if you want to connect with me directly, I just set up um, an email and we could, you know, do a 15 minute consult or something. Um, LolaCatYonder at gmail.com. Super easy. Again, LolaCatYonder at gmail.com. Perfect. I love this. And I love the stories that I hear every time Amy goes to any trainings and the people that she gets to meet at these trainings. And Sex Geek Summer Camp is a it's a training of sorts, right? It's all bringing together sex educators. And uh, I've never gone because I always am this is real busy. busy. <laughs> I know. And I hate saying that, but it's true. I'm like, I can't. Well, I read but me I off love it. Makes, mocks me because yeah. like, you always do like a drive-by. Like I, I like I go for like one to two nights and it's like a four to five day thing. It's like, why do you always do the yeah, drive-by? Like, I'm going for 32 hours. I was like, what? I'm, I'm like, but at least that. I can go for that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's fun. But yes, the schedules are hard. So yeah, shout out to Read Me Hawko and Sexy sex geek summer camp for doing that work well there yeah seriously thank you reed if you're listening uh we hope you are and he's been on our show before but i love the people that are are birthed and we've actually met you before uh amy and i separately even previous to the sexy camp so thank you for sharing i, I didn't realize how talented you are oh. at the dirty talk world and i learned something new not only the erotic communication piece because i love that and that may be something that I just wasn't aware of how we can label sexy talk, dirty talk, or erotic communication. But I also love just the tips that you shared. I think people can really value that. So thank you, Lola Cat. And I have an invitation for yes, you. Yes. Will you apply some of the tips as you ask our listeners to give us ratings on iTunes and on I like oh, Spotify and follow us on TikTok? No, only if you tell me that I should do it, eh? April. If you don't tell our listeners that they have to follow us on TikTok and Instagram and give us five stars on all of them, all of them on <laughs> iTunes and Spotify, I'm going to bend you over my knee and spank you. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. With your consent, of course. <laughs> yes, this is right. Everyone out there in listener land. We're practicing. <laughs> we are practicing. And you he know what? I, I, I definitely have to work on my uh, sexy talk erotic communication. However, I will invite you, just as Amy did to me, to rate us. Give us five five stars. We like five. We read every single review on iTunes, on Spotify. That only helps more people out there in the world. There's 8 billion of us now. Damn. Find people like Lola Cat that can improve their fucking sexy time game. And I don't know. I just want to say that I love each and every one of you. I really do. I think about this work, Shameless Sex, the podcast, and all of the beauty that uh, not only that we can bring to the world, but releasing people's shame, hoping that they do. And if you still have shame, don't worry, dude. Me too. We all do. We're human fucking beings. And I love each and every one of you. And I know Amy does too. I can speak for her because we talk about it all the time. It's true. So... Ah, follow us on TikTok. We got our account shut down, but now it's at Shameless Sex Podcast. If you, I think you follow it. I don't know. Yeah, you follow it. You like you it. You just better. listen to things. If you're 18, you make fun of us and, and you say, I need to repart my hair or Amy. That was just to me. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that they said that to me too. You just didn't tell me. Okay. <laughs> That's all we have for now. I am ADHD as well, like Lily Cat. So <laughs> you can, you know, forgive us and it's, it's diagnosed for sure. So I love you all, Amy. You love them too, right? I love you so fucking much. <laughs>
Ciao. fucking loved being here. <laughs> Wait, see you next Tuesday. And Ooh. ciao for now. Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.